Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome everyone to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host Jordan Ron on ESPN, ESPN.com Giants reporter. A wild and crazy week. It was free agency. The floodgates open. And Joe Shane started to reshape this Giants team. That's what we're going to do here. I'm going to go over pretty much everything I've heard uh, over the past few weeks. uh, What I think of some of the moves that they made. And you got to start with the biggest move the Giants made. Okay, Darren Waller. Traded for the Raiders tight end. It comes with risk. We can't ignore that. He has to stay healthy. He's going to be 31 years old before the season starts. He's had a injury history of the past few years, but at the same time, this wide receiver class in free agency stunk. There's no way around it. There was no true number one receiver out there. And I had mentioned that if you follow this podcast, if you follow some of the stories I've written, that in order to supplement the pass catching core, the Giants might have to look to tight end. No, I didn't think they'd be able to get at a tight end of this level. So I do think it's an interesting alternative. It was an innovative way of thinking from Joe Shane and company and crew to then go after a tight end that could be your top pass catcher. And I've, if you listen to this podcast, I've said this many times. I actually think it's a great idea if your number one receiver can be a tight end in regards to team building, roster construction. Because a number one tight end, in this case, it's Darren Waller, who's getting paid $11 million a year. Now, I'm not saying he's a true bona fide number one receiver. Like, remember, in, in Oakland, sorry, Las Vegas, they were, he was playing, he was, the plan was for him to play alongside uh, Devontae Adams this year. And the Giants certainly don't have Devontae Adams. don't even have anyone that can carry Devontae Adams' jock, right? Literally. Like, no one, no one is even worthy of carrying his underwear. Like, that's how far the gap is between anyone the Giants have and Devontae Adams, who's probably the best wide receiver in football. But when you get a guy who can be a number one type receiver from a team-building roster construction way, that's $11 million. A top wide receiver, you're talking over $20 million. So there's a huge gap there. So roster construction-wise, I like the idea. And you look at some of the great teams over the past decade, consistently good. The Eagles had Ertz and Goddard. The Patriots had Gronk. The Chiefs obviously have Kelsey. The 49ers have Kittle. It's a great way to build your team. It's obviously, it's hard to find that tight end. And the Giants got one here who's not exactly in his prime. It's probably a few years past where you'd prefer to get him. But it's a risk worth taking given the circumstances that they have, given the situation that they're in. They traded the 100th pick, which was a compensatory pick they received. Uh, it was the Chiefs' compensatory pick that they received. Uh, number one hundred overall, really the back end of the third round, really top of the fourth round, whatever you want to, however you want to call it. So overall, I'd say I'm probably a fan of the move. I'm not saying it's going to work out, and I know, and they can get off the, the Darren Waller after this year. He has no guaranteed money now. 
the Giants are going to move money around on Darren Waller. It's only a matter of time. Actually, by the time you listen to this podcast, it might have already happened. They're going to take some of his salary this year, $11 million, convert it into a signing bonus, and then it lets them spread it out over the, the length of the rest of the deal. So it's really just a way to create cap space for this year. Sure, if they get rid of him after this year, they'll have to eat some money, but it's nothing crazy. You know, even if they move 10 of the $11 million and they have to eat it in the future, like $10 million to eat next year is not the end of the world. Like they could do it if things are just a total disaster. The likelihood is he'll at least probably spend a few years here as long as he's semi-healthy. And the Giants should be able to have a very high-end, tight-end receiving target. And I like the idea of him playing next to Daniel Bellinger. And what it does is, okay, there was no great wide receivers out there. So the Giants signed Paris Campbell, who's a good guy, another guy, take a shot on injury history, one-year deal. Again, not crazy expensive. What, $3 million guaranteed? Another, what, one and a half available in uh, per-game roster bonuses. So, you know, nothing crazy. Resigned Darius Slayton, strength by numbers we're talking about here. Signed Jeff Smith, who I was like, why are they signing Jeff Smith? Who's uh, Jeff Smith's not producing anything. Then I spoke to a buddy of mine who works for another team, and he was like, you know what? I actually wanted to take a shot on Jeff Smith. I like Jeff Smith. He has speed. There may be something to work with there. So at first, I looked at it very negatively, and I was like, Jeff Smith. What are we, why are you even signing Jeff Smith at this point? But this guy who I generally trust, was like, you know what? I would take a flyer on Jeff Smith. I think it's a good guy to take a flyer on. So strength by numbers is the way the Giants went. And I know you're like, well, they still don't have a number one receiver. Well, think about this for a second. Darius Slayton's deal the Giants can get out of after this year. Paris Campbell has a one-year deal. All right? Sterling Shepard's there. He's back. But if you get anything from him, you got to view it as a bonus at this point. He's coming off an Achilles tear followed by an ACL tear. Think about that. That's tough to come back from. And everyone's like, I want Jerry Judy. I want Cortland Sutton. I want Brandon Ayuk. I want T. Higgins. Yeah, that's great in theory. But A, T. Higgins is not available. We know that. They flat out and came out and said, go get, go get your own good wide receivers. Go draft your own good wide receivers. And Brandon Ayuk, trust me, I asked around. I found nobody that told me that Brandon Ayuk is available. The Niners are trying to win. He's their best natural pass-catching wide receiver. He's cheap. Why are the 49ers going to trade him now? Same concept as T. Higgins. So, yeah, in theory, those guys sound great. But are you really going to trade? The, the, the teams that they're on are trying to win the Super Bowl right now. Those are two of the best teams in the league, Cincinnati, San Francisco. They're not going to trade them now. And Judy and Sutton, yeah, the prices I heard were high. Not anything the Giants wanted to do. Same as, like, I know that the Giants called about Judy at the trade deadline. The price was high then. It's either a first or second rounder. I don't think it changed. And I don't think the Giants wanted to go there. Because, yeah, you're like, oh, first or second rounder. Yeah, but you also have to understand, he already exhausted, what, three years of his cheap eligibility. So you're going to have to pay him soon, too, and give up a really high pick. So the reality is the Giants still, regardless of the moves that they made, Think about this for a second. None of these guys, including Waller and the wide receivers, are guaranteed to be on the roster in 2024. None of them have a single dollar, as I speak here, 
of guaranteed money, although Slayton might. I don't know the deal yet. I don't know the exact details, but nothing that they can't get off of. So if you think about it, for the future, the Giants' only future wide receiver that they have right now is probably Wandale Robinson that they know that they could pencil in for 2024 that's going to be on the roster. So if you think the Giants aren't going to attack wide receiver in the draft and they would shy away from wide receiver because they signed Darius Slayton or Paris Campbell or, God forbid, Jeff Smith or a 31-year-old Darren Waller, even though he plays tight end, you're grossly miscalculating. They absolutely would. Absolutely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. So, those were some of the big big moves that they made. You know, that's how they're going to bolster their offense. Strength by numbers at wide receiver, which, by the way, think about it. If you sign, if you, I mean, sorry, you trade for Darren Waller, you like Daniel Bellinger, you are now going to play a lot of two tight end sets. So you don't need to be great at wide receiver. You're going to be playing a ton of two wide receiver sets because you're going to be playing a lot of two tight end sets. So you don't need to be especially great at wide receiver or deep at wide receiver because you're going to be a tight end heavy team. That's how they're constructed, at least for this year. Plus, you add in another wide receiver in the draft and you see where this Giants team is heading offensively. Before we get off the offense, let's do real quick. Uh, they Giants didn't really make much of an uh, effort to retain Nick Gates. They viewed him as a backup. It gave him a really low offer. Said, hey, we'd love to have you as a backup. Didn't really want him, you know, give him opportunity to be a full-time center. Nick Gates took the opportunity to be a full-time center. Went to Washington. Got a nice deal. Nick Gates, one of the good guys that's been around the Giants since I've covered my team. One of the best. And good for him. You know what? He deserves an opportunity to prove again that he's a full-time center. And you know what? When he played center last year, was it two games? Played pretty well. Definitely a better center than he is guard, in my opinion. So Nick Gates goes, what do the Giants now do at center? I think there's still a possibility they bring back John Feliciano. I've also heard a little bit about Ben Bredesen possibly playing some center, which is interesting. Now, I think the Giants will add center in free agency and 
probably the draft as well. But I thought that was kind of interesting to think uh, how they're going to, that Ben Bredesen could be an option there. I don't know if he will be. I think the Giants would prefer for him to be their left guard. They kind of view him as their starting left guard right now. But they never wanted to make any significant investment in the interior offensive line in regards to free agency. It's just not the way that they were going to go about building this team. So no big offensive linemen. We know they need to improve the interior. They went wide receiver by numbers. They went top pass catching target by getting a tight end. And then the other thing that we need to address here is the running back position. Because look around. Look around the league. Look around free agency. Boy, did Saquon Barkley make a mistake. Boy, did his team make a miscalculation. The running back market has cratered. Cratered. Nobody wants to pay a running back. And the Giants were in the $13 million range on Saquon Barkley. And he did not accept that offer. If I'm the Giants right now, first of all, he's on the franchise tag at $10.1 million. I don't even know if I'd want to have that offer still on the table. I I certainly wouldn't want to pay him $13 million a year, considering what the market is. I mean, you're talking some good players out there getting like five, six million dollars, right? If Saquon Barkley was able to get 10 on the open market from a team other than the Giants, I think I might have been surprised. But now he's kind of stuck on that tag. Be interesting to see what happens, because what if he's unhappy on the tag? That's his only leverage, right? To be unhappy. Because the leverage is totally on the Giants' side. So while I thought it was once a slam dunk, I thought he would just accept the deal that was basically out there, like the second that Daniel Jones signed his deal. They didn't. And now they're sitting here with the franchise tag. Not ideal for him. Not ideal for him. Also a little bit of surprise. As of this taping, late Thursday night, Julian Love was visiting Seattle. And I heard the price for Julian Love wasn't really that high. So it really looks like the Giants just decided, you know what? We're going in another direction here. Now, I had heard they kind of liked what they saw last year from Jason Pinnock. And remember, they also have Dame Bell in a mid-round pick. So those are options for them. But I'm surprised. Julian Love was a respected guy. The Giants had a, a solid offer out there. I believe it was in like the $7 million range. And I don't think he's getting out of free agency at this point. I do not. I don't see that happening, at least real money. He was a captain, a special teams, a significant special teams contributor. Significant. So for Julian Love, just for them to let him walk, I'm a little surprised at that, especially once the price came down. Now, maybe at the last second something happens here. But at this point, as I sit here late on Thursday night, I would kind of be surprised. The one position the Giants did invest in, and this was expected, right? Here's kind of what I expected going into free agency. Big money, or at least top top of the market, I shouldn't say big money, top of the market inside linebacker, okay? 
strength by numbers, wide receiver, tight end to supplement pass catching core. Now, I didn't realize they were going to go up to Darren Waller, but for the most part, that's exactly what they've done. Improve tight end to supplement the pass catching core. Check. Don't invest heavily in the, in the interior of the offensive line. No big money there. Check. Wide receiver by numbers. Check. Top of the inside linebacker market. Check. And the other thing I thought they would do is add to the defensive line, which they have done. Right? By uh, signing. By signing former Bucks defensive lineman Rakim Nunez Roches. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. So add defensive line depth. Check. So they kind of went the way we did. And I know some people are like, well, Joe Shane said we're going to be big spenders. It's great to have all this money. No, no. That quote was about, hey, we, and it was specifically about, hey, we don't have to get minimum salary, guys. Now we can shop. I was, we we're talking about a guy who's worth $2.5 million. And look, you're going to see them add some of these guys. They're going to add another defensive lineman at like the $3 million range. Like, you'll see. They're going to add another player. They're going to keep adding to this defensive line depth. Those kind of guys are still out there. Instead of paying the absolute stone minimum, they're going to get the $3, $4 million guy and add them as we move along here. That's what he was talking about. So, Rakeem Nunez Rochus, he's added to the mix now. They want more guys on the defensive line. So, Dexter Lawrence and uh, Leonard Williams do not have to play quite as much. And also, I'm going to, you definitely should keep your eye on Calais Campbell. That's a guy that Wink loves. Wink Martindale loves. And the Giants still, you know, they could use that interior, you know, three technique rusher. That that guy, they could still use that guy. It's not Leonard Williams' strength. He's not the best pass rusher out there. Calais Campbell's a guy I'm going to keep my eye on moving forward here. Now, Bobby, all right, I want to say Okariki. But I read a story that it's not pronounced Okariki. He used to pronounce it Okariki, but then he corrected everyone, and it's Okirike. So a funny story, the story I read was actually that he called himself Okariki. You know, that's how he pronounced his own last name. So on Monday Night Football, I believe it was last year or Sunday night, whatever it was, when they, he, the player introduces himself, he says Okariki. But at that point, he had already told everyone it's not pronounced that way. It's Okereke. And they're like, hey, why did you say it that way on the uh, national telecast? Okariki. And, he, and at that point, he's like, well, we taped that actually last year. So he had taped it the previous year. In the year since, he had ch- decided he was going to have it pronounced correctly. Okereke. Former Colts linebacker, 151 tackles. Uh. You know, so the Giants now have a guy that can run around and make plays. If Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams can keep guys off Okereke, he's going to make plays. He's a good player. Cost him $10 million a year, but 
he's a good player. But like I said, they wanted to shop near the top of that inside linebacker market because they probably need to add another guy in the draft. They had no starting inside linebackers. Nobody that we know was capable of playing at a starting level. So now Okereke gives him that. You throw in guys like Darian Beavers, who tore his knee last year, rookie, and uh, Micah McFadden, and then another rookie that they probably draft. And you say, okay, we could fill that other spot with those guys. But Okereke gives them the solid middle linebacker that they needed, and not the Bobby Wagner type. Because Bobby Wagner, great player, legendary player, Hall of Famer, slam dunk, no doubt. But he's perfect for that kind of team that is just needs that little push to get over the hump, that's trying to win a Super Bowl. The Giants aren't there. They're still looking to build. And look at the way Joe Shane has went about this offseason. He's still looking at long-term, leave himself in financially solid position. Right? Don't commit long-term to guys. But this was a position that they needed to. They needed to get a younger guy. They looked at, okay, this could be a guy in the middle of our defense, one of our leaders for the next three or four years. And Okereke is that guy. And they recognized him. They went after him. Now, they, you know, they were, had interest in guys like TJ Edwards as well. Um, Jermaine Pratt, who went back to the Bengals. But TJ Edwards, he, you know, they were competing. He wanted to go to Chicago. That's where he's from. So that, di- that didn't materialize. Okereke was one of their top targets. They went after them, and they got him. Now the Giants' defense is better. They need still need defensive line depth. They still need cornerback help. And you know what? They might even add a, a veteran safety. Not an expensive one, but add a veteran safety it's somewhere out there. So that's what free agency has brought us so far. Not a ton of moves. And I think that you have to keep that in perspective. This is what Joe Shane said he was going to do. He was going to supplement the team in free agency. One or two big free agent signings every year. And then build it through the draft. They still have 10 draft picks. Still have 10 draft picks. Even though they traded a third rounder, they still have their first, second, third round pick. All intact. Remember that third rounder? came from the Chiefs in the Kadarius Tony trade. They also got a fifth rounder. So essentially they got a fifth rounder and Darren Waller for Kadarius Tony. Now, I wouldn't say slam dunk they won that trade, they crushed it. I know a lot of people have said that. Let's see what happens with Kadarius Tony. He certainly comes with risk. So does Darren Waller though. Darren Waller's no slam dunk. He hasn't even played much in the last two seasons. He has two big seasons out of seven. So I see both sides of it. I see the Giants' concern with Kadarius Toney. And I understand getting off it. And bringing in Darren Waller, at least as a temporary solution, because Daniel Jones, in order to maximize Daniel Jones and see this offense get to where they want it to be, they needed to make changes. So now think of the speed that they've added. Darren Waller at the tight end position. Paris Campbell's like a 4-3 guy. Darius Slayton you know, brought him back. His, that's one of his skills is being able to get down the field. Jeff Smith 
super fast wide receiver, 4-3 type guy. So you can see what they're trying to do here. They took shots on younger guys, quick guys, explosive guys. Giants had 28 receptions last year of 20-plus yards. You know where that ranked? Dead last. Dead last in the NFL. You need explosive plays if you want to win in today's NFL. So that's what they're looking to add to this offense. And then you're probably going to get another wide receiver in the draft or cornerback. Because think about that cornerback position. Adoree Jackson's still there, right? Adoree Jackson, still out there. The Giants. But he's on the last year of his deal. Behind him, what is there? Bunch of young guys, who knows what they have. So the Giants' cornerback position moving forward after this year, when Adoree Jackson probably won't be on the team, very questionable. At best. At best, very questionable. Another move I wouldn't be surprised to see the Giants make here in the next few weeks would be signing Dexter Lawrence to a long-term extension. It's something they're looking to do. And remember, that'll create more money. Darren Waller's money is going to be moved around. His base salary is going to be turned into uh, a bonus, a roster bonus, therefore create some salary cap space. Dexter Lawrence, the hope is to sign him to a long-term deal. That'll get his number for this year down. If they get reach a long-term deal with Saquon, which I don't really see at this point, that could bring their number, their cap number down. So there's ways to make money, the ways to create money. I shouldn't say make money. There's definitely ways out there to create salary cap space and money for this year. And I think that's how this team is going to operate going forward. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, that's it for this episode. Uh, It's a quick one. It's been a crazy wild week. It's really late. It's almost like midnight here on Thursday night. Free agency. Negotiating period opened on Monday. Seems like forever ago. Actual new league year did not start until Wednesday, so none of these moves could become official, at least with outside guys. You could do your own guys. Until Wednesday at 4 o'clock. And so technically, the new league year has only been open for, what, uh, as I do this, 24 plus 7th of 31 hours. But, man, wild and crazy week. Didn't expect the Giants to have Darren Waller by the end of this week. 
Definitely wasn't on my uh, list of guys that I thought they might end up with. But this is how the NFL works. Trades now. Trades are way more common. And Joe Shane is able to pull off moves like this where I don't trust that Dave Gettleman would have been able to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, he could unload Odell Beckham Jr. He could trade for Alec Ogletree or Leonard Williams right before the trade deadline. But Joe Shane came up with, okay, an ulterior solution to how do I get a number one type receiver, at least for this year. And I'm on board. I know it's risky. I know there's injury risk. But you could also say Darren Waller might be a young 31. He has a long history. Uh, He had an addiction problem when he was younger. You know, he almost ended his, ruined his own career. But he's turned it around. So he didn't really play much early in his career. In the last two years, he's been banged up. So he hasn't logged a lot of football snaps in the NFL. Does that mean maybe he could be more successful in his 30s? Perhaps. Could he be have gone through so much that he's an old 31? I guess that that's possible too. So there's a lot of risk here. Inherent risk in this trade. But I think one worth taking with the situation that the Giants are in. Now, I don't think this makes them a great team. They still got holes all over the roster. Think about it. Uh, safety, cornerback, inside linebacker still, uh, interior defensive line depth, wide receiver position still not good. I mean, do you want to line the Giants guys up? Wide receiver-wise against uh, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith right there, you know, 90 miles south in Philadelphia. Not even close, right? Who has the better receive, wide receiving core? Offensive line, interior-wise, Giants still still a, a huge question mark. Now, I'm not saying they're not done yet. They still have the draft. They still have free agency. The free agency certainly isn't over. There'll be more moves coming. But this team, as currently constructed, still has its holes. But in order to find a receiving weapon, or somewhat sufficient receiving weapons for Daniel Jones this year. It's a B-plus move for Darren Waller, my opinion. B-plus move. All right, I'll answer your questions again next week with the Giants After Dark. I appreciate all you reaching out to me this week, but it's so busy. You never know when a story is going to break. You never know when something's going to happen. The second you go in the shower is when you start getting text messages about stuff. That's how it works. Can't even shower, at least without a guilty conscience. Or like anxiety. You're showering. Like you literally shower in like one minute. I, I showered today. I think I was in the water for less than two minutes. Like you just jump in, throw the throw throw soap on you, wash it off, jump out. Okay, did I miss anything? Did I miss any text? Any calls? Anything that happened? That's what free agency is like. That's a Jordan on the beat right there, basically. Two minutes shower. I don't like Dan Orlovsky. So I think it was Orlovsky, right, who said you, you need a new towel every single time you shower. No, you don't. You know, once once a week, your towel's fine. Because if you think about it, it just needs to dry. You're not dirty. You just showered when you used your towel. So as long as it's not super humid in your house or your bathroom, you know, you could just use the same towel for a few days. Then once it starts getting musty and starts, you could smell that. 
you know, the fact that it's it's getting musty and mildewy. That's when you know you have to absolutely change the towel. All right. Who knows where that just went right there. Uh, that's it for this episode of Breaking Big Blue. As always, like, subscribe, tell your friends, reach out to me. You know how to reach me. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, email, TikTok. I'm out there. You know where I'm at. Reach out, and I'll try to answer your questions. I'm Jordan Ronan. You're listening to Breaking Big Blue. See you next time.